Want to see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took the time to really soak it? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca, your host, and just want you to know that I appreciate you listening to my show. So speak to me, because my team and I spend a lot of time and energy thinking and preparing for our show about things that we care about, and I think that you will too. So if you let me know what you're thinking, whatever that might be, whatever you think of the show, whether you find it riveting, valuable, horrific, or even offensive, you fill in the blank and jet me an email at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. You can also go right to my website, talkwithfrancesca.com, and fill out the contact form there. And if you miss part of the show, you can go to recent shows on my website, talkwithfrancesca.com, and you can listen there. And I'm also on iTunes. So plenty of places to listen to Talk with Francesca. All right, today, Talk with Francesca is sponsored by Clear Body Wellness Center in Salem, and I'm going to be giving away a free massage to the fifth emailer at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. So jump on your computers now, and good luck. All right, we're going to get started. A lot to cover. Whether you've seen the new movie, Chappaquiddick, or not, you're going to want to stay with me here today because Donald Nelson is a research physicist with a knack for combing through meticulous details and an itch he just couldn't scratch when it came to the tragedy that fateful night when Senator Ted Kennedy was involved in a fatal crash after driving his car from a party on Martha's Vineyard. While suspicion and intrigue have clouded the public's opinion of Kennedy and his involvement with this for years, Donald's taken all the evidence into account and written Chappaquiddick Tragedy, Kennedy's second passenger. And I'm thrilled to speak with him today to discuss this masterful uncovering. So welcome, Donald, to talk with Francesca. Donald, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, well, welcome to talk with Francesca. Can you? Can you... I'm glad to uh, be available to talk with you about the book. All right. So, can you tell us a little bit more about your theory about the death and cover-up of Mary Jo Kopechny? Uh Well, the uh, there is evidence at the time that the car was recovered in that first hour that there were two women in the car. And the surprising thing is why this was never explored by the authorities or even by writers in a serious sense. Uh, Mary Jo Kopechny was found uh, in the back seat, her body, uh, in uh, a forward collision. <clears throat> nothing is thrown from the front seat to the back seat. She had to be there at the time of the accident. Further, had she been sitting in the front seat, she would have had what is called dicing on the side of her face from the explosion of the window of the door inward. Uh, And she had no such cuts or scratches or any injuries of any sort. Hmm. So she was in the back seat, yet a minute before the accident occurred when Deputy Sheriff Huck Look saw the car race off down Dyke Road. He saw a woman in the front seat and a, a, 
a handbag of another woman, another besides Mary Jo, was found in the front seat. That amount of information was known in the first hour. Hmm. Why wasn't it this the, examined uh, with care at the time by the police and at the inquest? What I've done is explore that, and I find substantial extra and completing proof for that there were two women in the car. Have you received any confirmation of your explanation since writing the book? Well, interestingly, I have received three emails from three very different people who give a very specific history to how they heard uh, how the accident happened and that there were two women in the car with Mary Jo in the back seat unnoticed. And all three go back to associates of the Kennedy family. Two of them go back to very specific uh, discussions with uh, Kenny O'Donnell, an associate of the Kennedys politically, and another one goes back to a uh, priest who, it was said, was staying that weekend with the Kennedys in Hyannisport. Uh, so those three <laughs> confirmations of the general idea that I'm exploring have come in since I wrote the book. Why did you write the book? Uh, basically, as a, a retirement intellectual activity. Uh, I had written a book about my grandfather and had enjoyed doing the writing, and I was just thinking of what I might write about, and I'd heard this story of two women in the car and had always been curious about it, and it was back in the news at that time at Kennedy's death and the publication of his uh autobiography, and I just got uh, interested to dig in and explore and see if there was something to support it. And uh, after more than a couple of years of reading original records and all the newspapers that are relevant, I uh, found enough evidence to say, you know, I've got a book to publish, Hmm. and I've enjoyed writing it. You noted in your book that at the time of the investigation, Kennedy claimed he didn't know Mary Jo was in the car. And you also note that his story changed several times. Can you tell us some of the ways in which his story changed? Uh, Kennedy's story changed. Yes. Uh, Well, if there is evidence in the newspapers that uh, Ted Kennedy had decided to avoid all connection to the accident when it originally happened, because at that time he felt that it was a one-car, unobserved, no-injury auto accident, since he did not know that Mary Jo had drowned in the back seat. And so the uh, he decided that he could get his very close cousin who was devoted to him and the Kennedy family to say that he had simply driven the car alone and 
made a mistake driving, and it would be recovered the next morning. Uh, the Boston Globe Spotlight team, uh, uh, in reinvestigating the accident, found what they thought was a reliable source that confirmed that <coughs> agreement. Uh, Jack Anderson's college at the time of the accident, I mean, a couple of weeks afterwards, uh, quoted a reliable source as stating that uh, they knew that Gargan had agreed to this. So Kennedy's first approach was to avoid all connection. Mm-hmm. It's only when Gargan, looking over the wreck the following morning to be able to report the accident that he found the body in the car and he reported it to then Kennedy uh, that following morning and immediately Kennedy's whole approach his whole attitude his demeanor changed a hundred percent he obviously was in uh, intellectual shock uh, of what had really occurred but, of course, Gargan wasn't going to take the rap then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kennedy had to own up to it, and now he had to come up with a new story. Oh, my goodness. If you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Talk with Francesca. We are discussing um, the book, Chappaqu- The Chappaquiddick Tragedy, with uh, Donald Nelson. We do need to take a short break and hear from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll discuss uh, why Donald thinks that Kennedy lied. So, listeners, stay with us here. We will be right back. Do you have chronic pain, neck, shoulder, or low back stiffness, headaches? Amanda King, licensed massage therapist, can help. Located in downtown Salem, Amanda has over 13 years of experience helping people with pain, injury, and stress. She can help you feel better, move better, relax, and enjoy your life. So call today to book your appointment at 617-461-7516 or learn more at www.clearbodymind.massagetherapy.com. The new Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafood, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terra Mia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy tutorial with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisines here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Restaurante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiarestaurante.com. Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. 
Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat, no matter what the season. Nominated for Best of the North Shore from North Shore Magazine for Best Alfresco Dining, Best Kid-Friendly Restaurant, Best Lobster Dinner, and Best Water View. Why would you go anywhere else? Whether you choose their dining room, a frosty pint at their bar, or a sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach, they guarantee you great atmosphere with super food and service. Their menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out their drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with their state-of-the-art tap wines. They feature full-service lottery and kino. Tides is the place to watch any big game. They have over 20 HD TVs. At Tides, they specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number 9 of the top 10 Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617-723-6733 or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com. All right, we are back, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Donald Nelson, and we are discussing The Chappaquiddick Tragedy, uh, a, a book that he has just written. So, Donald, why do you think Kennedy lied, and how do you think he could have handled things differently? Well, uh, initially, uh, he simply <coughs> was trying to protect his political career. Right. He was... Uh, up for re-election to the Senate the following year, 1970, mm-hmm. and he was being widely rumored as the Democratic nominee for president in 72. So being uh, having an accident when he had had a little too much to drink and out with a young woman would have been very poor right. uh, publicity for him. And he found a, a simple way of avoiding it by having his cousin admit to the accident, uh, thinking that it was a no-injury accident. Uh, but then when Gargan uh, found the body and told Kennedy and said he wouldn't take the rap, well, Kennedy had to own up to it. But now his difficulty was his new story had to cover up the false alibi, not only try to cover up whatever he could about the incident, but mainly to cover up his falsehood. And I think uh, lying uh, is more frowned upon in a politician than even a possible uh, interaction with a young lady some evening. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he, he came up with a new story, but I don't think he had had time to figure out what was a good news story before he was notified that following morning that the car had been found and identified as his. He then went to the police station, but he spent 
an hour, over an hour, and wrote only a 250-word statement. I think he was still thinking, what can I say? How do I say it? He was thinking up a story even then, and he just didn't come up with a believable story. I'm not sure you could. So, in short, how would you characterize your account of all the happenings around uh, the senator's accident? Uh, excuse me, I'm afraid I missed that. So, in short, how would you characterize your account of all the happenings around uh, the senator's accident? Well, it, I come to a peculiar conclusion, in a sense. Uh, <clears throat> I think the police and the prosecutors and the judicial system failed rather badly. Mm. But in the end, I'd come out with the fact that maybe it all ended up about right in that Kennedy really was uh, guilty of just repeated lying. Of course, drunken driving in an accident, yes. But as far as being guilty of manslaughter, I found that is possible under his false story, but not reasonable with regard to what really happened. So I come out with a very peculiar and maybe mixed uh, solution. Uh, I could even read you a paragraph that I summarized that at the end if you're interested. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Why don't you? Should I do sure. that? Yeah, if it's just a paragraph, sure. Yeah. Okay, well, I say, however, the irony of this account mentioned earlier is that Kennedy's dishonest new story put him in more danger of an involuntary manslaughter charge than the real happenings did. While his negligence in driving off Dyke Bridge was still the obvious cause of Mary Jo's death, his lack of knowledge of her presence was a very extenuating, if not a fully exculpatory circumstance, making an involuntary manslaughter charge inappropriate. Even the charge of leaving the scene of an accident where bodily injury occurred, to which he pled guilty in the legal maneuvering, was only justified based on his false story, not on the reality of events. So I conclude, odd as it may seem, all of the mind-numbing ineptness of the police investigation and all of the politically driven laxness of the prosecution and all of the judicial favoritism ended, in this author's opinion, with a proper level of punishment for Ted Kennedy. His sin was repeatedly lying not callously abandoning a friend to drown. <laughs> wow. How did you find people to interview um, for this? And, and I guess the part B of that question would be, were they receptive to your questions? Well, uh, the actual party goers at the cottage that night uh, do not wish to say anything, and my attempts to reach a different one's uh, multiple times were immediately turned down or just ignored. Uh, I did find very useful material from 
uh, John Farrar. He was with the Edgartown Fire Department as their water rescue expert. He's the one that brought the body up and uh, made other observations there, like finding the purse in the front seat and so on. He also, it turns out, had the secretary of the judge working for him later in his turf and tackle shop, and he uh, relayed to me what she told him about the conditions during the trial, uh, which I reveal in the book. And John also tells a, a particularly discouraging story about how justice works in this country, about what actually happened in the, the courtroom when he was testifying that I find truly shocking. So he gave me a number of things in this book that are uh, new and uh, should be understood by people. Mm. Okay, we uh, do need to take another short break, listeners, when we come back uh, more about the Chappaquiddick tragedy. So stay with us here. You're listening to Talk with Francesca. Do you have chronic pain, neck, shoulder, or low back stiffness, headaches? Amanda King, licensed massage therapist, can help. Located in downtown Salem, Amanda has over 13 years of experience helping people with pain, injury, and stress. She can help you feel better, move better, relax, and enjoy your life. So call today to book your appointment at 617-461-7516 or learn more at www.clearbodymind.massagetherapy.com. The new Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafood, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terra Mia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy tutorial with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisines here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Restaurante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit TerramiaRestaurante.com. Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. 
Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat, no matter what the season. Nominated for Best of the North Shore from North Shore Magazine for Best Alfresco Dining, Best Kid-Friendly Restaurant, Best Lobster Dinner, and Best Water View, why would you go anywhere else? Whether you choose their dining room, a frosty pint at their bar, or a sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach, they guarantee you great atmosphere with super food and service. Their menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out their drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with their state-of-the-art tap wines. They feature full-service lottery and kino. Tides is the place to watch any big game. They have over 20 HD TVs. At Tides, they specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic with a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617-723-6733 or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com. Okay, we are back, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Donald Nelson, who has written the book, The Chappaquiddick Tragedy. Welcome back, Donald. Donald, so... Thank you. So, did you reach out to any of Mary Jo's family members? Excuse me? Did you reach out to any of Mary Jo's family members? I'm sorry, I'm missing a key word in your... uh, Oh, did you did you reach out to any of Mary Jo's family members? Oh, uh, I did not talk to the Kopechnies. They they actually had both died when I was uh, researching this book. Although I've read my, many things about what their they said as their uh, opinions and thoughts on the accident evolved over the many decades and they did change their attitudes uh, in many respects uh, along the way Mm -hmm. Um, i just have a couple last questions for you um do you think that your explanation of the accident rehabilitates kennedy's reputation concerning it well i've been told yes that that is a rehabilitation but let me just say that I have undertaken this as a fact-oriented person, just just letting the facts lead me to where I make conclusions. Uh, I have not attempted or had any goal of rehabilitating anyone, or I haven't had any goal of vilifying anyone. I mean, I, uh, in the end, uh, think that Kennedy was not guilty of manslaughter and to that extent you can say I have rehabilitated him Mm -hmm. but I also point out all of the lying and dishonesty 
that he participated in uh, throughout the book. So I think I've been as even-handed as the facts demand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are there any tragedies of late that you've thought about investigating? Uh, other ones that I might mm. work on? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, not at the moment. Uh, okay. I'm... Uh, I may write something else, but uh, at the moment I'm quite busy giving lectures on this book, uh, at least one a week uh, continuously. So Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't really thought about much of writing a new book yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there, we just have about um, less than a minute left. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to share with our listening audience? Uh. Well, I think the uh, there's an interesting epilogue to the book. It's the only thing that occurs that's after the time of the collision I refer to, and that's a statement repeated by Rosemary Keogh, and she said <clears throat> publicly and repeated it, my friend Mary Jo just happened to be in the wrong car at the wrong time with the wrong people. People is plural. She's saying she knew that Rosemary was in the car Uh, with more than Kennedy. mm -hmm. And she's saying she just happened to be in there. She didn't intend on being in there to have a ride with Kennedy. She happened to be there because she was trying to sleep off a few too many drinks that night. Mm -hmm. All right, Donald Nelson, thanks so much for joining us today on Talk with Francesca. It's been great information. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. All right, you take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right, you've been listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. We're calling it a wrap. Hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please share this show with someone that you know. Help spread the word to your friends on social media. I'm honored to be on this journey with you and love to hear from you. So drop me a note at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. Have a great week, and we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Make it a great week.